What's up, Virgo moon season? Virgo moon season. Welcome or just Virgo back. season. Yeah, Virgo yeah. season. Virgo moon part two. Welcome back to the stars made me do it. We have some interesting, I don't know, information to share, shall we About say? About Virgo moons, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we asked three Virgo moons that we know yeah. to record little interviews with us, you know. As we do, as we do, they can be as quick or as long as you want them to be, depending on the person. And two of them were like, I cannot do it. Like, cannot do it. uh, One of them sort of was like, "Uh, maybe. And then uh, after a lot of me bullying, like kind of (laughs) like halfway agreed to maybe. And then like, no. But yeah. But like like, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety through the roof. Mm-hmm. And like, oh. and I get it. I get like the the stage fright anxiety, you know, putting yourself out there, but like, so highly critical of themselves. So Virgo moons. Yeah, we be so hard on yourselves. Really, we had it's, to, Um, we had to just awesome. They, you are awesome. And we had to just talk about it because we were like, we literally we have one person that we interviewed. We're very grateful mm-hmm. for them. And I feel like I mean, they're an Aquarius. So that just somehow makes it normal yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but our other two virgo moons that we were going to interview were like just got like genuine anxiety about it and were just so worried about i don't know like how they were going to be presenting themselves and they were going to have to be talking about themselves and uh Mm -hmm. so that just told us a lot about virgo moons because we've been doing like this is we've been doing this podcast for a year and we've never had we've never had anybody say no (laughs) yeah like which you know i'm I'm, no i mean we have but like we didn't have any others to choose from i mean like like we asked my my sister at one point and she was like uh i can't do it right now but she wasn't so like absolutely not i cannot do it she was like maybe next time maybe next whatever but um yeah the virgo moons were like adamant about not doing it so we really kind of took that as like it was it was really like so it's not to shoot the people down who like we did you know that we did ask to interview but we just Mm -hmm. really wanted to bring up that it did cause a lot of anxiety and we you know virgo moons are very very self-critical and you're you'll see in this one interview that we do that we took this person as being super organized and on top of their life and they did not at all. Yeah, like it wasn't good enough for them. Yeah, so (laughs) I think that it's really important just to note that Virgo moons appear to be thus far the most self-critical moon sign that we've come across. And while they appear very organized and together, to outside world and to those around them that really they're very uh, it seems like it's not enough to satisfy them mm-hmm. so that is what we definitely learned from this process of doing virgo moon interviews and just wanted to share that with you guys so if you got a virgo moon in your life definitely assure them as much as you can that they are they awesomely have their life together and maybe like remind them like kind of give some you know, you think your life isn't together, but you A, B, C, D, F, G, blah, blah, blah. you know, mm-hmm. I think that that would be really helpful for the Virgo moons in your life. So, yeah, they probably won't believe you, but 
but I'm sure that just it, reassure them. Yeah, it can't hurt to hear it because they seemed very, uh, very not believing that they have their stuff together and that they are, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think that Virgo moons have to be prepared for everything that they do and to be prepared to talk about themselves seemed like an impossible task. So yes. very big thanks to our one Virgo moon we were able to interview. You will hear yes. from Brad momentarily. And um, thanks to our other Virgo moons who we did not get to interview for giving us an insight into what Virgo moons are like when it comes to this type of situation, pressure, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Virgo season part two. Hey, Tara. Did you know that your name kind of sounds like the word tarot? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of tarot, there's a really cool shop called Tarot in Time that is so much more than just a shop. You are right. Tarot in Time is a tarot and astrology service with a brick and mortar store located in Kent, Connecticut for all your metaphysical, herbal and tarot needs. Their herbal and holistic approach to tarot and astrology is extremely welcoming. Their website includes videos of each reader so you can find the right match for you. And they offer in-person or distanced via Zoom tarot and astrology readings. Prices are very reasonable, starting at $25 for a 15-minute reading. I've had multiple readings from Tarot and Time, both in person and online. When I was in the U.S., I've been in their actual shop. And when I've been here in France, I've been able to coordinate it fine doing the readings online. Yeah, I had one in person, uh, one in person reading, and it actually changed my mind about tarot readings. I wasn't a huge fan of them before, but after my reading, I kind of changed my mind about it and I like them now. Yeah, so you can do easy booking online at tarotintime.com. That's T A R O T I N T H Y M E.com. Welcome back to Virgo season part two. We have our first Virgo guest here. His name is Brad. Welcome, Welcome Brad. Brad. Hey guys, how's it going? And Virgo moon, Virgo moon, Brad. Yes, Virgo moon, Brad, because we're doing all <laughs> the moons this year. Yeah. So Brad was one of my archery coaches and it's very exciting to have you here. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to cross paths. I know you came out to visit us in Colorado, so we super enjoy your company and uh, have always enjoyed hanging out with you. So i um, glad to be here. Yeah. And you're like doing archery stuff right now too, right? You're in the middle of a tournament. All day, every day. Yeah. We're looking forward to a lot of rain tomorrow. Ah, I remember those days. <laughs> Should be a of course, super long day. Of course it's going to rain. It's an archery tournament. Of course it's gonna I mean, rain. yeah. When you have tournaments in the middle of summer across the United States, you're going to get rain. So you might as well count on it. It's, it's pretty rare to go a whole event without getting rained on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. It's been stormy AF, I yes. feel like. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, where you are now, or anything important we should know. Okay. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey, um, in North Jersey kind of um, a suburb of New York City, but it didn't really feel like that. I felt like I was, uh, you know, kind of a suburbanite, but, you know, didn't really have much contact with the city just here and there, field trips and, you know, cool stuff like that. 
um, wound up at James Madison, um, mainly for the archery program. And, you know, for obviously it's a, a good school and it was a good distance from home and kind of, uh, you know, like a, a nice location. I felt that like that was a, a good fit for me. And, you know, a lot of the influence in my life has been like that archery team and Bob and Andy Puckett and um, all the crazy people that we've interacted with along that way. So Bob really like created that family and, and like, you know, folded that into my, into my life. Like that's been a, a big part of um, my development and growth. And I think I, I got a lot of like my adult traits from Bob. I always think of, uh, you know, like, um, yeah, like, uh, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't know if Bob would do that. I mean, like maybe I should tell the <laughs> truth here. <laughs> you know? So uh, um, Bob was a really great influence, but I know he was that for, you know, he is that for a lot of people um, consistently. But then um, I took a, um, a full-time job with USA Archery and moved to Colorado Springs uh, about four and a half years ago. So pulled stakes from Virginia and moved with my son. Um, so it's just been me and him for a good number of years now, like, seven or eight years we've been uh on our own so it's just me and him that uh when we moved out to to Colorado and I've um like I've been dating someone out there but for the most part it's it's me and him and that was like our we were like quarantine buddies last year so oh yeah uh, yeah so it and it's not a bad thing you know it was uh really nice to like get a lot of time with with like one of my favorite people um, I'm not going to tell you I didn't get tired, you know, and need some other conversation, but um, yeah, so he likes it out there and, and I feel like I'm finding my, my place out there. So that's where I'm at Colorado Springs. It was so nice going and visiting you in Colorado Springs. Like it's just such a cool, such a cool area. You've been to Colorado too, Tara, right? I have. Yes. Yeah. It was really nice. And when you were mentioning Bob, like for those listening, Bob was like the patriarch coach bob like he was jmu archery and he's a cancer which is like the most family caring like zodiac sign and it's just so great and like uh, i just think of when you were saying all of that like that was just such a cancer description but yeah what would bob do you should make <laughs> jmu archery <laughs> shirts what would bob do <laughs> but that's really cool and um i know i can't believe it's been that long like michael's like really old now he's like a yeah. an actual person yeah, he's a real he's a real boy now, um, which <laughs> it's been a while. No, but uh, talking about Bob, we're actually at the same location. We hosted um, Bob had won the bid to uh, host collegiate nationals here, and the city of Richmond sort of uh, threw the resources behind that uh, college national tournament, which was back in May. Um, and Bob kind of like requested my presence, so I. Um, I got to come out here for that tournament and help. So this is actually my third go around at this same venue, but um, it was like getting the, the gang all back together <clears throat> um, back in May to host a tournament. So it was, you know, me and Bob and Puckett and, um, you know, Sharon and Megan and Wendy and all these people that Bob has influenced over the years. He, you know, at certain times he kind of like calls on you like, Hey, we need, we're running a big one. We need some help. So, you know, it's, it's good to like pitch back in and help Bob, but uh yeah, yeah, for sure. Nice. Feels like you have a nice little community and good friends and good people all together. Yeah, and they're, yeah, and they're not necessarily like all right where I'm at. So, but I think that's the archery community in general too. I think mm -hmm. I have a you know a good extended family through archery. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like just the people on the archery team, 
I never would have met those people had it not been like, there's such a, it was such a mixture of different types of people from like all different majors, all different backgrounds, all different, everything. It was a really cool mix of, it attracted like, so we were all similar in some way, but we all came from completely different worlds at the same time. Yeah. It's a nice cross section. Like it really, it doesn't discriminate. Like it, it's always like such a mixed bag of nuts when you have an archery team, you know? Yeah. And um, it, it was like that over the years. Like there was never like, it never like leaned one way or the other. Like, you know, I, I feel like I had like my group of friends, but like the archery friends were like the people that were yeah. always there, like steadfast. Yeah, for sure. And that was like when I stayed the next year at JMU for masters and all my friends graduated, I was like, well, I'm glad I have my archery people still. Yeah, my yeah. archery friends are my real friends. Wow, yeah. who do? <laughs> well, what's our next question? Our next question is, what are your thoughts and feelings on astrology? Um, I don't pay much attention to it. I just kind of go about my business and um, try to keep my head above water. But um, I look, I used to look at it in the newspaper, you know, like it's in the same section as the comics. So I would look at it. Like, <laughs> oh man, that really describes me, you know, like everyone else. Like, oh, th- this is, this is phenomenal. This is like a breakthrough for me. This <laughs> totally applies to me. How does this newspaper know me? Um, so I, but I like never was really, I never really looked into it. It's just kind of a fun thing to look at. Yeah. 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 So fun thing to look at, but otherwise disregard pretty much. Yeah. I mean, if I have a serious question about it, I, I call you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, hey, Brad, we're coming to Colorado. I haven't seen you in a while. I would like your birth time, location, and date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a birthmark on my shoulder. Uh, do anything for you? <laughs> Uh, well, it made so much sense to me. You are my example of Virgo moon, because when we came to visit you in Colorado, you were like, hey, you guys have a plan of where you're going? And we're like, well, I mean, like, maybe. And you're like, OK, I made a chart. And like, <laughs> <laughs> we got to your house and on your whiteboard in your kitchen, you had completely like, like organized every city in a driving vicinity if they had bikes if they had swimming what the price cost was if there was like whatever nearby and I was like this is the best type of friend to visit (laughs) (laughs) so we would like to ask you do you consider yourself to be an organized person (laughs) only on the fun stuff I really I'm super disorganized in most of my, most aspects of my life. Okay. And it's frustrating and it holds me back sometimes, but like, I've learned how to stay organized. Like I, but I don't feel like I just fall naturally into being organized. I feel like I have to work on being organized, especially like in my work life, in um, my kid's life and just like, you know, planning for things in general. I don't feel like I ever have a grasp on anything, but it could be because I'm too busy. Last year, I felt great about it because I didn't really do anything. But um, in general, I haven't ever like learned to be super organized. Um, like I can keep track of my own stuff and the, the necessities, right? Like um, cooking and grocery shopping and um, like having the house clean and having people where they need to be. Like I'm, I'm usually on time or ahead of time in my schedule. Like I don't like to be late or anything like that but in general i never feel like i have a great grasp on like how organized i am but you know you you sound uh, organized but maybe it's just not good enough for you yeah maybe 
Yeah, you seem really organized. <laughs> like, I don't know. You sound pretty organized. <laughs> you always have food ready for it to cook. <laughs> yeah, I like I um like I have my snacks in my bag and I'm ready. Like like all my necessities, like what it's gonna take for me to like have a good day tomorrow. Like it's packed. Like my boots are in the you know I know where my boots are. I know where my raincoat is. Like I know what time I'm gonna eat my snacks and you know like I'm gonna operate. I'm gonna function really like at a high level, but that I don't feel like on paper, like I'm organized, like, Oh, like, yes, my bank account will draw this credit card on this day. Like I, like <laughs> okay. the worst of that stuff. so organized in certain aspects, but yeah. not, not yeah. all. Ooh, that makes, that makes a lot of sense in some ways. Cause Virgo is very daily routine. Like mm. daily routine is where Virgo placements tend to thrive in like, I don't know. So maybe that's where your organization it's like, okay, Food, laundry, school, yeah, work, work, yeah, ride bikes every day, run, yeah. yeah, I, I can handle, I can really crush a daily routine, but yeah, I can, I can yeah. do it. Well, that kind of answers our next question then, yeah. where we said, do you do you tend to stick to a schedule, and do you feel better when you have a schedule? Yeah, I like to, um, I like to know what's going on, but I oftentimes feel like I'm like just flying, flying around blind, but like to your point, I feel like I'm probably more organized than I would let on because like I'm up at, you know, 515. So I can ride at 550 and be done, you know, be back in by 715 when the kid wakes up and have breakfast again with him and send him out the door and be at work by, you know, 10 minutes early and sit down, have everything ready, you know, like all my screens and everything open. And like, there is definitely a routine there. So like it's organized for me to the point where I can manage it, but it's not always like, you know, like on paper. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. really, yeah. That's really interesting. Like as you feeling like, you know, it's not organized enough, but to me and Tara who do not have. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds really good. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's really got his stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, mm. I would consider you organized, but I get that another Virgo moon placement is like very self-critical. And so it feels like, is it organized enough? Am I doing enough? Is it what it's, what organization is supposed to look like? Whereas from the outside looking in, we're like, you, you're able to wake up and go do an activity before your child wakes up and then get them off to where they're going and then go do your own thing. Jeez. I'm and like, you arrive early. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's, yeah, that's part of being an adult, I guess. Yeah. It's <laughs> not all adults, Brad. <laughs> Sierra, I got to tell you that. The first summer that I worked for Bob, because um, he has a construction company too. So like he's an archery coach as a hobby. And his main job is like, he's like the finance kind of like bookkeeper guy for a construction company. And I did summer help for them because I wasn't doing anything else. I think it might've been my second year at JMU. You know, like you can work for, you can work for Rick. You can get like $9 an hour. And that was, <clears throat> you know, that was great for a you know, to stick around in my college town and live with my college buddies. That was like, I really didn't want to do anything else. That was great. So, but like, I would wake up at like, like the drive to that place was like seven minutes and I would wake up at 10 minutes before we had to be there. And we, I did that all summer and I can't believe I, I stayed working there for as long as I did, but it was like, a, you know, it's a learned thing to like, you know, to know how, how much production you can, you know, how much more productive you can be, you know, by being prepared. Um, yeah. it, it took me a, a while to learn how to be prepared and, and what that meant. 
um, and like being ready to work at the time when you arrive at work. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so I do like, I do like that. And like, I feel like I'm ready to work every day when I get there, if not before time, you know, like on time, if not before. That's great. That definitely. Yeah. Like you said, it's an evolution, but we're all evolving, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah But I mean, some people never get there. Yeah. Some people some will people. show up late forever. <laughs> I don't know. Some people are, are working it out, but um, I feel like, you know, in general, people are, people are getting better and doing better for themselves and um, got to help each other along too. If there's, if there's things that are holding people back, it's like, what's causing this? Like, are you doing this to yourself or like, what's going on? Um, because there's, you know, the people that can't get it figured out, it's like, it's a lifestyle thing. You just have to like break those, break those habits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely working on all of that. It's, it's been interesting to relearn and do all routines back in the U S when I finally feel like I was mastering it almost <laughs> in France. And now it's like, yeah. Oh, we got to do things differently here. Well, that's but, a, you yeah. know, that's a learned thing too. And, and we've moved around a little bit, you know, nothing huge, but like moving from um, Virginia to Colorado was a big step for us. And just, you know, finding our, finding our routine. And, and I see you like, you know, when you go back and forth across an ocean, that's hard to like, just jump right back into a routine. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Just even like everybody sitting down for dinner and just start eating. I was like, Oh, okay. So like, we're not going to all cheers each other and make eye contact doing that while we go glass to glass to glass and nobody's going to say bon appetit. And then we're not going to all start eating together as the, Oh, oh, they've already finished their plate. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Where is the cheese and bread? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, tangent aside, moving on to our next thing. Uh, the moon signs, though, about like since you're a Virgo moon, moon in general is uh, how you feel deep down when you're alone, when you're with your most comfortable people, how you really are kind of deep down. It's like your sun is what uh, your main life force kind of and your moon is very emotional and very uh, who you are when you're alone. So that's why we were looking at like the more emotional side of things and asking what makes you feel loved and see if that connects to Virgo moon. So what would you say is something that makes you feel loved? Um, people, you know, they go out of, out of their way to like do something for me, you know, like when, when I see a, a great meal or like, you know, something that took a lot of thought and effort like that blows me away that, that people do things that go out of their way to do things for me. Like a, almost like an acts of service type of thing, or like a special thought more like a, um, no, just like little gifts or little, you know, like definitely food, but also just, you know, like spending quality time with someone or, you know, getting naked or whatever, you know, (laughs) like, like having, uh, you know, good interpersonal, um, quality time is like super special to me. Like I love having a good connection with someone, but then, you know, time by myself, I love to just like put my feet up and not do anything. I like that too, but it's rare. Like I feel like I have to be moving more often than not. Okay. So like that really like quality time, like is what makes you feel loved when you have that, like really connection time with someone. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And then alone time, I would say like, I like to, I like to like challenge myself and then like, and then relax. So like, I, I like a nice afternoon off after doing something super, super challenging. Yeah. Um, so a super hard workout, um, you know, or like a six or eight hour ride, but being done by like, you know, noon or one o'clock and be like, 
oh yeah, time to relax. <laughs> I want to kick back. And I used to um, actually drink a lot and I stopped drinking right at the start of the pandemic. So um, I've, you know, had to like find other shit to do with my time, but I'm <laughs> way more productive, you know, <laughs> it's like, boy, like I miss that once in a while, like when I'm putting my feet up or when it's a sunny day outside and I want to like drink an IPA in my hammock, but also like, I don't want to like pass out at six 30 in the evening, you know, cause I drank eight. Um, so like, I felt like I really don't miss that part of it. Um, and I, that was a good positive change that, that COVID and whatever brought to me is like a new, like I renewed that part of my life. I don't drink anymore. That's so great. That's like such a, like, I feel like there's people who went the opposite side of the spectrum of that during COVID, (laughs) you know, where it's like, you know, really indulging in all those things, whereas that's such a healthy, positive, you know, I'm going to not and then find other awesome ways to spend that time. Yeah. Let's like, let's set that aside because, you know, obviously during a pandemic, like if you're an alcoholic, you're not going to like do better. You know, there's a reason like all, (laughs) well, I mean, they always say like, um, you know, recessions, like the one like recession proof and I guess pandemic proof industry is like owning a alcohol store, you know, like it's so wine and beer and everything like that didn't change that much. You know, I think maybe like fewer parties and things, but in general, I I don't think people drank less really, you know, that's true. Um, So that's, you know, one thing that I decided to decided that I needed to change. And uh, I think I have a better relationship with my kid. And I think, you know, maybe he'll be influenced by that long term by like having seen me doing it a lot. And then the positive change after not doing it, I hope that he'll be like, Oh, you know, not that my dad was some, you know, some asshole to me or anything like that. But like, he sure did pass out on the couch a lot or, you know, like, like, um, he he'll hopefully see like a positive change in me and not want to be a big uh drinker but i mean to each his own if he wants to party he can party yeah no but you're right that's like that's a cool thing also like it's not just benefiting from and it's like seeing the change and like noting like ah i got to see him go through a positive change like that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so yeah and he was kind of there for that too and um and i think he's you know i think he's like proud of me for that a little bit so but we also we also have like a pretty good um, back and forth with each other too. Yeah, <clears throat> he, he's at the point where he's starting to do like the the mood swing type of stuff, and I haven't really like got into it this year with him. He's been away a lot this summer, so like we haven't come back into the swing of like a couple weeks living together at a time. But like you know, I've called him out already. Like you know, like that was super rude. And like to do this together, we have to respect each other and not be rude. Sorry. You know, so like, just like refocusing him after, you know, just because he's, he's in that stage and like, he wants to roll his eyes and be rude and be a jerk, just like I was. I mean, it's, um, it's super common and that like, I don't blame him. He's going through crazy stuff too. So, but I'm trying to work on him to bring some positive change and make sure that we can still connect and, and be could I ask how old he is? He's 14. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So definitely in it. I can't believe he's 14. I knew him when he was like, like f- f- I feel like f- I want to say four and then I don't want to say four because <laughs> what was that 10 years ago? <laughs> I think it was. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> 
I, I have people at this archery tournament right now that I've known since I was younger than his age. And I, uh, I joke with all those folks too. I'm like, where's the time go? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm some old fogey, but like, you know, they were probably my age when I knew them, but they're shooting like these master's divisions and like, you know, like gray beard, like I'm no exception. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So that's so cool. I can't believe. Yeah. I think I met him when he was four. That's wild. I have a well, picture of you like this with him. Oh yeah. With our noses up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you kind of are also got into our next question too. I was realizing, but we can go ahead and yeah. With the, uh, what, if you have uninterrupted chill time, alone time, uh, what, how would you spend it? What would you do? I try to make some for myself every day. These tournaments are hard, but like I actually watch a lot of disc golf on TV, um, which I think is like the most incredible thing that ever anyone ever thought of was to like drone fly a disc golf hole and then like edit um, people playing five hours of disc golf into like, you know, 40 minutes. It's, um, it's the most incredible thing. So watching like super high level sports that I enjoy. I, you know, I watched, uh, I was able to watch the Olympics, you know, like the archery portion of the Olympics while they're in Tokyo. I love seeing um, high performing competitors, you know, bike racing, things like that, where they're, um, where like I can get within like moments of greatness for me, I can experience that. And I have experienced that once in a while, like, you know, throwing a hole in one in disc golf or like, you know, being a high level archer, um, like I've, I've done stuff like that. I've, I've been at the front end of bike races and to see people that do it time and time again and, and watch those people perform. Like I really enjoy seeing the top level, um, of the things that I enjoy doing. Um, but then I also just try to make time every day to, to like do something like that. Like mostly it's running or biking, you know, depending on the weather, I try to get an hour in every day, whether it's at lunch the winter drags for me because it's dark in the mornings and I can't, you know, I can't count on getting a workout during lunch every day. So I tend to miss a lot, but I like to have, I got to squeeze it in somewhere like where I can refocus myself, like think about things that are important to me and like take a, a, you know, full hour of time to just, you know, think about nothing or think about everything or think about my family or, you know, just like, let your mind wander without having to focus on every, on anything. Um, and that's a really important thing for me to do when I'm alone. That is very like, that's a really cool thing of I've experienced this high performance moment and I want to be able to get to enjoy and, and watch other people experiencing yeah. those moments. Also like just disc golf. I I was just talking with my mom the other day about how we were both completely incompetent frisbee throwers, like absolutely incompetent. And, um, and so it's funny that just thinking that I'm like, I remember one time on an archery trip, everybody's playing frisbee. And I was like, I was in that like mode of, I'm just going to go into the hotel room. I can't do this. And I was like, come on, come on, Sierra, like try a little bit. And I was like, went up to someone. I'm like, all right, can you just tell me how to throw it? Can you just like take a minute and tell me how to throw it? And they did. And then I threw it and it went all the way across the parking lot underneath one of like the big ass trucks and someone had to crawl in there and get it. I was like, I'll see you guys later. I'm going to the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm already impressed with anybody who can throw a Frisbee regularly, let alone like, let me get it like, you know, into a location. And yeah, anyways. (laughs) 
Well, it, it kind of, uh, it evolved from one of my archery buddies. We always just like played Frisbee when the archery wasn't happening. So, mm. and then we found disc golf kind of, kind of during college, there was, they put a course in, in Harrisonburg, like maybe right after we graduated. So we like got into it more and more and we were always competing at archery. So then now we're like in still in this competitive mindset, like let's play Frisbee against each other. So and it's crazy how close to the same level we're still at. Like it's, um, and I used to, and he'll tell you that I used to beat the shit out of him uh, at archery and it wasn't even a contest, but now, but at disc golf, it was always like, um, you know, we're just like neck and neck all, all the time. So it's a way more competitive, um, you know, in that friendship or, you know, like I've known this guy for like probably like 25 years now. So like, more than half of my life I've been hanging out throwing frisbees and shooting arrows with this guy so um I would say that yeah disc golf has formed like a, a large part of my like I don't know like my recreation time in my life and meeting people yeah that's really like there's so many like sporty I mean you're just a very sporty person which I feel Sports. like I, yeah <laughs> anything with like the normal ones like like anything golf. but the normal ones don't talk to me about what the broncos are doing i like that i like that though because i feel like i can get behind that like i don't know anything about sports but like all the sports you've been talking about they interest me yeah Yeah. they're also individual ones too like Mm -hmm. you can work as hard as you want in these sports and control your outcome more so like you know like i worked on being the best goalie in soccer all my life but i my team always sucked <laughs> it's so true that's what i loved about archer it was like i got to be on a team but like it was up to me like yeah. if i was going to perform well or not i can be as good as i want yeah or like you know you're not i feel like there is that element of like i did so well and somebody else fucked up and so now we all lost and it's like no like if i did bad i'll be mad at me and i'll get over it eventually but like <laughs> but also if i won then heck yes, it was me. Like nobody else helped me do that. It was me. So I did that. And, and yeah. I feel that it's the same way. And, you know, and there's like so many, um, you know, like bike races like that, like the, the Tour de France and the, you know, Vuelta España and, and all these things where like these people are planning these events for a lifetime and, and they get to be at the front of the race at the finish line. Like they did that. All the culmination of their work was them, you know, like, there's some team elements, but it's mostly it's individual stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we've talked a lot about like, I feel like we could gather that you have a lot of like sporty, I don't know, outlook on things, but what about, what is something that not many people know about you? Maybe it could be sporty related, whatever you want. What's something that not many people know about you? Um, I'm going to play a thousand disc golf courses someday. And I've played almost 400. So wow. I'm working on it and it takes a long time and it's harder the more you play because you play all the ones that are close to you. So um, I've played over a hundred <clears throat> in Colorado and I think there's, there might be like 200 total in Colorado, 300, something like that. But, you know, like I try to like play the good ones, but also like when I go on a trip, I make sure like, you know, like what's the closest one or like, how am I like, do I have to walk or get an uber or like so it's like kind of an investment but it's also like checking out the coolest natural area of wherever i visit 
Um, so like going to Portland or Minnesota or San Antonio or Tucson or wherever, like I'm checking out, like, what is their disc golf? Like, like, what does the park look like in, in San Antonio? You're like, so it's, it's a cool way to like, and like, you're always going to meet someone that's like just out there, like just the regular local guy that does disc golf, you know? So, um, I feel like that's like a secret side of my life where like, I can't, I have the ability through my throwing frisbees to go make a friend or in the park wherever I go to it's like a superpower that is that's really cool and you're gonna do a thousand that's your goal that's my goal I have a confession I didn't know what disc golf was I I know like frisbee and I know golf but I just looked up like I just know because of Brad I just looked it up and I'm like oh that's what those things are I've seen them before and I had no idea what they were if you don't know what that is, it's like, what is that? But I've seen them multiple times. So I, I know that I have them by me. It's the weirdest trap <laughs> can. It has chains on it. But it, I can see it makes sense. Like the Frisbee goes in and you can get it out and it's not going to. Yeah. It, make, it makes sense. Yeah. That's so funny. Yes. I was yeah. like, maybe we should go. Because I didn't. I only know about it because of Brett. So yeah. There's yeah. like, uh, maybe we should. There's always it. like memes and funny things about this stuff. Like, like, um, people in parks like lining the bottom with foil and like doing a cookout, like <laughs> cooking charcoal. <laughs> a weird yeah. barbecue. <laughs> yeah, like this barbecue is messed up. You got to line the whole thing with foil and like part of the fire falls through under your feet. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> That's really funny. Now okay, well, you now know. I know. Yeah. I learned something new today. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Tara, what do you think? So at the end of these, Brad, we have, if Tara doesn't know like your main Zodiac signs, then we have her guess. So you know that he's a Virgo moon. And, and so Aquarius sun, right? Aquarius sun. So th- yes. I knew that. Um, there's got to be some major Taurus placements in there. No. Yes. He's a Taurus rising. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like all the, all the health stuff, the food, how you said, like when someone cooks for you, you love to like, that's how you enjoy feeling loved. Like. Yes. food and being health well conscious and yay <laughs> i'm like if he doesn't have taurus placements then like astrology's not real it's not <laughs> so is that good did you guess right tara yeah so that's it <laughs> yeah yeah so like what it is is for your um you you're an aquarius yay you know that that's what you read in the newspaper and it's like wow this is on point but what your rising sign is is when people meet you right away. It's like your mask that people wear. So, okay, I meet Brad. What's the vibes he gives off right away? And so you're a Taurus rising. So that would be like loves food, loves sleep, very uh, come, can come across as stubborn, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are very health uh, centric, um, very uh, caring about like what you put in your body and, um, and also being very like determined and can stay on track with stuff, but then they get to know you. And then it's like, oh, Hey, he's an Aquarius. So he's a weirdo and he's all airy and he's got so many ideas going on all the time and seeing things from a different perspective. And then when they really get to know you, it's like, oh, Virgo moon, like this guy's got a schedule. He's able to make charts for friends visiting from out of town, (laughs) you know, really. And that's like, and if you think about elements again, so um, you're an Aquarius. Aquarius is an air sign, airy, like very lots of ideas. But then your rising sign, which is Taurus, is earthy, which is very um, grounded and cares about like the, the tangible things. And then your moon sign again, which is Virgo moon, 
is an earth sign too. So for you being, you know, oh, I just look at Aquarius. I'm Aquarius. I'm an air sign. I, you know, have these Aquarius qualities, but then it's like of the, the, they're called your big three, your sun, moon, and rising. And of two of the three of those are earth signs. So it makes sense that you're so, you know, like earth signs tend to be the airhead. Yeah. Not an (laughs) airhead tend to be more, uh, earth signs tend to be more sporty. They tend to be more grounded. They tend to care about, um, like the health. That's a big thing. So, um, it's really cool that, yeah. And I just, so you didn't even know that. And Tara didn't know that, but she just guessed the perfect, she just guessed correctly, which was great. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. I love when I get them right. Yeah. It doesn't happen all the time, but that, I'm excited that was perfect. About that. That, was a, that was too easy though. That was like a layup. <laughs> uh, so in, yeah. In disc golf, we call it a drop in. See the layups. Drop-in. That's what I thought those things were for. <laughs> just dumb things. I'm like this. Like you just do layups with them. Yeah, you just, <laughs> you just run by and <laughs> slam it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, that's fun. Yeah. Tara, what what are your signs? I am a triple Libra, which when you were saying, oh, I I don't think I'm that organized, but as you were telling me how organized you're, I'm like. <laughs> He's incredibly organized. I, I'm not waking up at five o'clock to do go for a bike ride and be back in time and have my life together by 7.15. No. <laughs> so Tara's triple air. So she's all like her. When you meet her, you're like, oh, you seem like a Libra. And then you get to know her and you're like, you are a Libra. And then it's like who you are when you were alone. Oh, you're a Libra. So I am what I am. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we can change it. Well, yeah. <laughs> And Sierra, yeah. you are like, what's, what are your signs? I'm a Sagittarius rising. So when you meet me, you're like, oh, hey, she seems like she's a world traveler who's like gets along with everybody. And then you get to know me and you're like, correct. She is a Sagittarius world traveler. And then when you really get to know me, I'm a Capricorn moon. So it's like, oh, instead of being like, I never want to be tied down. I just need to go, go, go. It's like, oh, she's ambitious and needs commitment and is like, you know, the one always the designated driver and always the one who has like you know keeping everybody together so that's kind of like my I appear like whoa everything's great and optimism and positivity and then I'm like I guess I'm driving everybody home tonight (laughs) (laughs) so do you think you're like do your parents influence that at all I mean obviously it's when you're born but like do you think like your family influenced you to be that way I think that like we were talking about this, right? Like with like what hereditary astrology or something. Is that what yeah, you and that, well, both of your parents are Capricorns. Both so. my parents are Capricorns and I have a Capricorn mm-hmm. moon. So it's like the way that they are is their normal personality is how I am deep down when I'm alone. So I absolutely think that that influences it. And also my mom is a Sagittarius rising. So we both are Sagittarius rising and both have a way of seeing the world in a super optimistic, positive way. And just, and also like, Sagittarius is a little bit go big or go home like you know I was <laughs> with like wedding stuff I'm like oh we have to wear masks at the wedding I'm gonna order fucking masquerade masks then we'll wear everything <laughs> 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 if I have to do one minor inconvenience I'm gonna explode and I'm gonna I'm gonna make us all have major inconveniences <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I think that um that it definitely like it influences it for sure but um uh, just thinking too, like Michael, like your son is, he, he's a Gemini, I remember. So that's another air sign. So you guys both have this like very, like, that's a good, like air and air together is very cool. We'd have to look at what his other stuff is going on. And like kids often act like their moon signs, but it's, you know, you guys have a good compatible rapport of like airy 
father son. So you guys are probably like kind of like weird and funny together. Oh my god, <laughs> it gets weird for sure, and super fun. But like, yeah, like there's nothing normal about a relationship. I wouldn't say like like let's go get milkshakes and we'll talk about the game. You know, like. <laughs> it's not like a normal family you know and what's really normal you know but like Mm. it's yeah definitely just like bouncing the weird weird vibes around all the time yeah and I just remember one thing like with uh with like very Aquarius qualities even this is Virgo moon but with you being an Aquarius I remember saying something about how oh yeah I was texting my my friends like my best friends from home and you were like, oh, I'm really, I, I'm bad at keeping in touch with people like, or, or messaging them back and things like that, which is a classic Aquarius quality. And I was like, oh, I, I talk to my friends like every day. And you're like, every day. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I talk to them pretty regularly. You're like, it's been months since I talked to someone or whatever. And that's a very classic Aquarius. Like I just fall off the face of the earth type thing. And like, what even is communication there? Aquarius are known as the, the aliens of the Zodiac. So definitely got some uh, that I just was like, ah, noted. Brad's an Aquarius. That's I, I, um, I hang out with a lot of different people, but like when I get around people that I haven't hung out with for a long time, like I'll be around them for a minute and I'll be like, ah, I remember what you're like. <laughs> and then it kind of falls in, but like the personality stuff, I'm like, I'm like, you always were like that. And you doesn't look like you've changed a bit, you know, like, and it's like, it's in my head, but it's also like, like I can get along with almost anyone, but it's like, I recognize like, ah, you're still who you are. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it's, it's interesting with all the different people, but. Yeah. It's really, that's why like, just astrology is fascinating because then you learn like, you know, you and Guillaume are both Aquarius and, but you're both totally different people, but you both really vibe, but you're also completely different in so many other ways. And you have similar, uh, you know, Aquarius qualities, but then you're a Virgo moon, which is like schedule and Guillaume's a Gemini moon, which is like, what? (laughs) 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 And so it's, you know, but both like, Actually, both Virgo and Gemini are both ruled by Mercury. I'm just thinking. So you do have like some similarities there, but you get you you just get differences. It's, you know, like Tara is a Libra, Libra, Libra. So if you want to know what a Libra is like, you know, look at Tara. But <laughs> other people like one of my friends is a Libra and she's got an Aries moon and like Libra is like anti-confrontation and Aries is like 100 percent confrontation. So you get that element of someone you're like, are you a Libra? You like fight with people a lot and it's like well they've got a big Aries placement going on there they're fiery too you know so it's really cool to get to see what everybody else's elements are playing playing with their personality Mm -hmm. Uh, it's gonna be good to see Guillaume again because uh really enjoyed meeting him and he is also like I I feel like a connection with him because he's like you know a little bit wild and like and can like bounce weird stuff back and forth all the time and it's not like a language barrier thing it's like a weirdness level thing which is yes. super fun. <laughs> yes. i know you guys follow each other on strava and he's like ah brad was doing this and blah 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 it looks really great <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like ah oh. he, he's at souvent sur mer i'm like somewhere by the coast whatever sur mer he's yeah. at you know? yeah. but like it's always exciting like it looks like he's getting out on that cool bike of his, you know, I can just imagine <laughs> going pedaling with him in the morning. Oh so. yeah. He got, um, he got a pink bicycle and he calls it la Ponte Rose, like the pink Panther. <laughs> 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 oh, 
yeah. Uh, well, there's some Aquarius weirdness, but um, but anyways, yeah, we um, we're glad that we got. I don't know, like you see how it mixes with the Virgo Moon too. Like I definitely would not ever accuse Guillaume of having an organized daily schedule, but. And maybe you don't feel that way, but to, to uh, a Sagittarius and Libra or like, you know, we're like, oh, wow. <laughs> you definitely feel like you have your life together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at least it looks like it. So that. <laughs> that's a confidence booster. <laughs> well, thanks for being our Virgo moon guest. It was really fun having you. Yes. It was very nice to meet you, too. Nice to meet you as well.